Welcome back to Office Chats, a podcast presented by Madam Blue. I'm your host, Valeria, and today's guest is Reika Morar, the founder of Reika Beauty. Reika Beauty is a purpose-driven skincare brand that celebrates South Asian traditions. Reika's personal experience as a South Asian woman who struggled to find skincare products that catered to her needs led her on a mission to create change within the industry. In this episode, Reika chats about navigating the competitive skincare industry, how her products are influenced by South Asian traditions, and the incredible impact her business is having on its community. Let's get into the show. Reika, it's great to have you on the podcast. Can you please introduce yourself and tell listeners a little bit about your career background? Of course. Um, thank you. It's super great to be here. Uh, my name is Reka Morar, and I am the founder of Reka, which is a universal line of skincare that combines authentic and less commonly known ancient botanicals with science-backed ingredients. I come from a diverse cultural background with strong roots in South Asia, um, specifically India. And I used to, you know, honestly spend my summer breaks there often growing up, actually. And my career background really began in the corporate world where I worked in law firms as a paralegal and was on the path to becoming a lawyer, or so I thought, and clearly life had other plans for me. Wow, that's an interesting pivot from being a paralegal to starting <laughs> a skincare brand, and yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll dig into that. But um, where did you grow up? I know you're currently based in Austin, but are you native to Austin? So I was actually born in India. And when I was like three years old, my family moved to a small little town in Illinois. I think it's like 30 minutes um, or an hour from Chicago, and it's called Urbana-Champaign. So a lot of my childhood was there. And then probably first grade, second grade, I moved to Austin. So I've been here since then. um, And this is home. Nice. Well, I'd love to talk about what inspired you to start Reiko Beauty and when the idea came about for you. Yeah. So, you know, as a South Asian woman, I found it challenging to find skincare products that catered to my specific needs and celebrated the beauty traditions of my culture. Um, And this frustration kind of became the catalyst for my career shift. And it's a huge part of being Indian is coming up with like home remedies to solve all your skin issues. And, you know, for example, whenever I broke out, the first solution is to always grab like a bunch of ingredients from the kitchen, um, like turmeric based on flour, which is, you know, like a flour a lot of um, Indian households kind of have. And, you know, if you don't have Multani Mithi, that's, which is like a clay powder, you would, you know, use the base on flour. Um, anyways, you mix that up and you make like a face pack. And often some of these, you know, just simple home remedies often worked. So I was kind of doing my own DIY skincare. And this was probably back in like 2015 or so. And and I just kind of did it as like a hobby. So I had these extra batches of skincare that I was actually just going to kind of throw away. And I was convinced by some of my friends to go sell it at like a holiday market. And they were like these small 100 ml jars, maybe. And I literally sold out at like, I mean, I think they were like 50 bucks a pop. That really got me thinking. And come like 2017, I had actually ended up, you know, launching the brand. 
Nice. And while launching, were you still doing it as a side hustle or did you take it on full time? I was still working. I kind of quit once I realized this was really going somewhere. Within like six, seven months of us being out in the market, we were actually picked up by the media. And then shortly after, we had a lot of partnerships with subscription brands. So that's kind of when I was like, okay, I need to dedicate my full focus to this. And so I went full time. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I was hoping that you could talk about some of the skincare products that you offer and maybe share how they're influenced by South Asian culture and what goes into their formulation. Absolutely. We offer a range of plant-derived skincare products that combine ancient South Asian beauty wisdom with modern science. One of our signature products is the Lather Down Purifying Foam Cleanser, which incorporates the powerful antioxidant properties of turmeric and the soothing effects of a root called Indian Star Suprila. Turmeric is one of the most popular spices, as I'm sure you probably know, that you know has been used in South Asian beauty rituals for centuries due to its brightening, healing, and anti-inflammatory properties. And then we also have the Hydra Camphor Cream which is a product called Quench Me. And that utilizes camphor, a tree oil that widely used in India for um, prayer. And the most interesting thing about camphor that a lot of people don't know is only 50-year-old camphor trees can actually form the oil. So it's such a precious like botanical ingredient. And it's so great for like increasing collagen and elastin production in your dermal fibroblast to support wound healing. Interesting. So what went into actually formulating these products? Like, did you partner with a lab or how did you take things to the next level from DIYing in your kitchen to where it is now? Originally, when we started, like in 2016, I was actually starting to work with like an Ayurvedic doctor back in um, India. And she was also a chemist. And so we would kind of go back and forth and just really come up with different ways to incorporate some of these beauty traditions with modern kind of skincare textures. That's kind of how I actually launched. Like we went straight to a manufacturer when I decided we were going to like actually do a business. Since then, we've actually moved our production to the States. Oh, do you still own 100% of the business or did you seek investors or fundraise or anything like that throughout the startup journey for you? We are still, you know, very much self-funded. As we grow, I think we will start seeking investments, but as of right now, um, we are self-funded. And I know that since launching, you've actually had a rebrand and relaunch this year in 2023. I know that rebranding can be a significant undertaking for any company. So I'm curious, like, what were the driving factors behind your decision to rebrand Reka Beauty and what you learned from that experience? So the decision to undergo a rebrand and relaunch was really driven by our commitment to continuous growth and improvement. So as we expanded our reach and received feedback from our customers, we quickly realized the need to align our brand image with our evolving visions and values. So through the rebranding process, we wanted to refine our messaging, enhance um, our brand identity, create a more cohesive and impactful experience for our customers. So um, it allowed us to communicate our story, mission, and the uniqueness of our products a little bit more effectively. And throughout that journey, I learned the importance of staying true to our core values while adapting to the changing needs and expectations of our customers. It's 
literally like a completely new brand now with all new products. Um, we took what we already had and then just really supercharged them to be even more effective. Yeah. And I will say the, the packaging looks great. The branding looks great. The social feed looks really engaging. What were some of the like customer feedback that you implemented to what Reka looks like now? People weren't, didn't really recognize where the branding or the inspiration for the brand was coming from. A lot of our customers didn't even know like that there was a lot of like South Asian ingredients or ingredients used in Ayurvedic practices. And so we realized that was really missing in our branding. You know, if you've ever seen um, any of our older products featured like an Ipsy and things like that, they were kind of simple, had floral designs on them, but that didn't really show you that it was like South Asian inspired. And were you working with an agency for the rebrand or did you do that internally? What was that like? Yeah. So um, for the rebrand, we did have uh, someone kind of internally that, you know, we work really close together. I'm a very creative person. <laughs> so I was always like into art and things like that. So I, you know, found someone I could work really closely with to really bring out the vision I had. That's great. Skincare is obviously a very competitive industry. So what has been mm -hmm. the biggest challenge for you in building Rega Beauty and how have you been able to overcome it? Building the brand certainly has its fair share of challenges for sure. One of the major hurdles I think is just breaking through their preconceived notions and limited representation of South Asian beauty in the skincare industry. There is a lack of awareness and understanding of the unique ingredients, the uses of them, and the benefits. Basically, to overcome this, we're kind of focusing on the education and advocacy aspect of it. I try to really highlight the benefits of natural ingredients and the cultural significance behind them. And I really aim to challenge the existing narratives and foster inclusivity. That's awesome. You mentioned that there's a lack of awareness when it comes to South Asian skincare. What would you say is the biggest misconception about your products that you've encountered? One common misconception is that South Asian skincare is only relevant to people of South Asian descent. And in reality, the principles and practices of South Asian skincare that stem from, you know, this idea of Ayurveda can benefit people from diverse backgrounds. To address that, we've taken a fresh, fun, and more approachable take on South Asian beauty and, you know, have brought this like more inclusive messaging um, and education around the brand. Our products are for everyone, you know, regardless of their cultural background. Can you share any marketing tactics that you've found to be helpful in growing awareness and sales for your startup? What we're trying to do to really stand out is, you know, actively collaborate with influencers, dermatologists, and other beauty experts from various backgrounds to create this like dialogue that highlights, right, the shared benefits of South Asian skincare. And we're hoping that this helps us reach a broader audience and then also challenge that notion that skincare is a one-size-fits-all approach. Through your conversations with either customers or, you know, influencers you've partnered with, just anyone that's been a part of your journey with Reka, has mm -hmm. there been like a moment or experience that reaffirmed your decision to create the company and re like reinforced your belief in its mission as well? One of the most powerful moments for me was when I received like heartfelt messages from customers who had struggled with their skin for years, but found relief and confidence through our products. 
um, and just kind of hearing their stories and seeing the positive impact that Reika Beauty has had on their lives really reaffirmed my decision and reminded me of the importance of like our mission. One specific experience that really stands out was when a customer shared how our original cleanser helped her overcome years of struggling with hyperpigmentation, which is very common amongst like South Asian diaspora. And she described how um, she had been self-conscious about her skin and had tried numerous products without success. Our turmeric-based cleanser not only improved her skin's appearance, but also restored her confidence and allowed her to just kind of embrace her own like natural, unique beauty. And so just kind of hearing these stories, they serve as like this constant reminder of the transformative power of skincare and the need for representation and inclusivity within the industry. And they, you know, really reinforce my belief in our mission and drive me to kind of continue creating products that celebrate diversity and empower individuals to feel um, beautiful and confident in their own skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. It's something that, you know, skincare can seem to some people as like vain or materialistic in a way, but it is something that really affects your confidence. And when you feel like the products you're using, like take care of you and you believe in their Mm -hmm. mission, it is so much more than just like skin deep. Yeah, and, and it truly is. That's another aspect that we're trying to really kind of just showcase on like our social media or just part of the brand that we want to promote real skin and real skin has real textures. Like we don't want to give anyone like this false image of what your skin should look like. Um, Because like you said, it is more than just vanity. It's really about just kind of maintaining healthy skin so that I think you feel a little bit more confident and just kind of like that well-being. For sure. And I think that's one thing that so many more skincare and beauty brands are finally accepting using real skin in their like (laughs) marketing, which is, it sounds so obvious, but for, you know, at least all my childhood growing up, like every commercial you would see it like ads in magazines, none of it is real skin. And so you buy these products with the illusion that your skin will be Mm -hmm. like completely flawless, but nobody's skin really looks like that. And so I think it's great what companies like yours are doing on social media with just showing more realistic images and focusing more on like health and wellness instead of like perfection, I think really goes a long way with consumers. Yeah. Thank you. Are you currently selling only on your website? Yes. Currently on our website and we just launched on QVC's newest Gen Z um, focused app called Soon. So you can find us on there as well. That's great. Do you have plans for other like distribution channels in the future? We do. We're, we're exploring retail partnerships and we also have like an amazing roadmap (laughs) planned out. So yeah, definitely. That's great. And I'm hearing you say we a couple of times, what does your team look like today? So when I say we, it's funny because people are always, you know, they think I have this like huge team, but it's really like mostly me that wears like multiple hats. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do, you know, I do have my father who's retired. He's amazing. And he is now kind of in charge like of our logistics. And then I also have a few freelancers that I work with. So yeah. I, I love the transparency. I feel like I hear that a lot from founders. Like I'll have guests on the show. And they're saying we and we, and sometimes it is like, yeah, you know, I have a team of like 13 people and sometimes they're like, no, yeah, it's actually just me. But I, I'm used to just saying we, but that's awesome that 
you've been able to handle so much growth on your own, obviously with the support of your dad and freelancers. But I think that's great for listeners to hear that you don't really need a huge team behind you to just get started and get something moving. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, as a founder, um, I like to really be hands-on, you know, and I think that's a huge part of like my success so far is that I try to learn as much as I can just so I know what's going on with the company. And then that way in the future, I'm able to really kind of manage that and, and really understand like what needs to be done. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a really great perspective. Another thing that I found really interesting about your company when looking on your website is its commitment to supporting social and and environmental efforts in, in India. I was hoping you could share a little bit more about that with the listeners and kind of tell us like what all goes into that and why it's important to you. Sure. At Reka, we strongly believe in giving back to the communities that have inspired and supported us. And so we have, you know, a deep commitment to supporting social environmental efforts, especially in India. So we partner with local organizations and initiatives that focus on women's empowerment, education, and sustainable development. And, you know, by collaborating with these organizations, we aim to make a meaningful and lasting impact, whether it's supporting um, vocational training programs, providing resources for underprivileged communities, or just promoting environmental um, conservation we strive to kind of create that positive change. Right now, we actually have a partnership with Clean Hub and ReCity India to help neutralize any plastic waste. And we've also committed to recovering 5,000 plant, uh, I can't talk, <laughs> 5,000 <000 laughs> pounds of plastic each year. Wow. So yeah, we you know also believe in building a stronger community through supporting education for underprivileged girls in India. So each year, a percentage of our profits go to um, the Sarashtra Girls Higher Secondary School in India to assist with tuition, um, sponsor their like free breakfast programs and just kind of other costs that they might need help with. Wow, that's incredible. It's so it's so inspiring to see like that a small startup can still make a big impact purely on your efforts to prioritize these programs. So kudos to you for making that a part of your company's mission. Thank you. Over your time in entrepreneurship, how do you define success as an entrepreneur and how has that definition evolved over time? So success for me goes beyond traditional kind of like the metrics, like, you know, your revenue and market share. Of course, you know, those are very important indicators of growth, but I think true success just really lies in the impact we create and the positive change we bring to people's lives. In the beginning, success was kind of about creating this brand that resonated with individuals who shared similar experiences and struggles. It was about being able to offer effective skincare solutions that celebrate South Asian beauty traditions and um, made a tangible difference in people's self-confidence and well-being. But with the growth that we've experienced, my definition of success has definitely evolved. Now it includes like our ability to inspire and educate others about the importance of embracing cultural diversity, sustainable practices, and, you know, just mindful consumption. It's about using our platform to really spark conversations and challenge industry norms. And ultimately to me, I think success is about just leaving, you know, that legacy, a positive impact on individuals and the industry as a whole. It's like an ongoing journey. And I'm just really grateful for like every milestone we've hit 
and every opportunity that, you know, that's come our way to make that difference. It's amazing. It does really go back to what we were saying earlier about how, you know, this skincare company, it really is more than just skin deep. You're doing so much for your community and for, you know, social and environmental issues. So congratulations. I think it's really inspiring and definitely makes your brand brand stand out from, you know, a saturated industry. Thank you. <laughs> we, we hope so. Mm-hmm. Can you share any future plans or goals that you have for Reka Beauty? You know, right now we have two products available, our Lather Down Cleanser and our Quench Me Hydration Cream. But we definitely also have uh, multiple product launches already planned all the way into 2024. And we're constantly innovating and developing new products that stay true to our brand ethos. Um, And while I can't really, you know, I guess reveal all the specifics just yet, um, I can say that we are expanding our range to cater to a wider audience. And we're also looking into retail partnerships and collaborations to amplify our reach and our impact. And then, you know, as a brand, we are also exploring new categories and formulations that we think we can innovate in. That's awesome. Well, Reka, I like to close out each episode by asking our guests to provide a few words of wisdom. So what is your biggest piece of advice for founders and entrepreneurs? I'm pretty sure this is going to be super cliche, but my suggestion, I think, for founders and entrepreneurs is to just really trust your instincts and stay true to your vision, even when faced with challenges or setbacks, you know, because building a business isn't easy by any means and keeping that belief in your purpose will, I think, keep you motivated and resilient. Um, It's also very important to surround yourself with a support system of like-minded individuals who can offer guidance and encouragement. Um, Just kind of, you know, embrace that continuous learning and be open to adapting your strategies as you navigate like this ever-changing landscape of entrepreneurship. In fact, (laughs) you know, a few weeks ago, I completed a digital marketing course from like Meta and got my certification and, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not too fond of like being that absentee founder. So I try to like really educate myself or um, know enough to be able to understand what the company is doing. Mm-hmm. No, it's great advice and definitely resonates because, you know, now more than ever, there's so many resources online for people to learn, even if it's something that's not familiar to them and just kind of dipping their toe into different parts of their business, I think is a really good way to go. Yeah, definitely. Well, Breka, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Before I let you go, can you please let everyone know where they can keep up with you and Reka Beauty online and on social media? Of course. And first of all, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Um, and for anyone who wants to connect with us and just stay updated on our latest products, initiatives, and events, feel free to visit our website at rekabeauty.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok and other social media um, at Breaka Beauty. Thank you to Reka for joining me on the podcast and thank you to everyone listening. I hope you join us next week for a new episode of Office Chats.